Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of Anesthesia and Pain Management Success. This is going to be a solo episode coming to you live from our global headquarters in Portland, Oregon. Today we're talking about the anesthesia job market and I am, this is something that I watch closely. I watch it on behalf of my clients, on behalf of my spouse. (laughs) I have friends in the locums world and in private practices all over the place and I'm always keenly interested and aware Uh, when there are shifts happening, to follow that as closely as possible and help individual anesthesiologists be getting the best deal that they can in terms of their employment. In the last year, there have been a number of macro level trends that are continuing to play out. And this is pushing more and more to make anesthesia an in-demand specialty. A couple of them real quick, 55% of anesthesiologists are age 55 and older, according to the AAMC. That stat is a couple of years old at this point. It's probably closer to 60%, maybe more. I don't know if there's if anybody has a, an updated number there, let me know. So anesthesiologists are aging and there's not enough capacity in the residency infrastructure to replace them at the necessary rate. There's about 1,800 residency seats per year that are available. And this number is capped by CMS. It requires legislation to update it because it's budget related and it, it turns very slowly. Uh, and so there's supply constraint. We can't make more anesthesiologists more quickly than we are right now. CRNAs are, you know, part of the solution in terms of the flexibility of being able to make them because it's a shorter track to get from zero to 60 on that. But still there's a massive shortage. In addition, there's more sites of service coming online. There's demographic trends with baby boomers need more and more surgeries, more hips and knees and, you know, back surgeries and all that as well as the ongoing push towards the incentivizing of procedures in modern American healthcare. All of this points towards anesthesia being more and more needed. And as a result, you, dear anesthesiologist, are as valuable as you've been in recent memory, and that is going to continue to be the case. This has been a trend on this show, and so I'm only bringing it up now because there's been new developments that have made me see that this is even more true. than it has been recently. And one of the conversations that brought this to my attention was in some of the mid-Atlantic states, there's a couple, well, specifically one private equity-backed anesthesia group that lost a couple contracts with a a big health system or two or three. And as a result, these hospitals are in-housing their anesthesia program and they're paying a lot of money to recruit anesthesiologists, a lot more than than those physicians were making when they were employed by the PE groups. And this is not uncommon. This is happening in a, in a few other places. But one place in particular that I have been privy to, we got people coming out of training, you know, making in the mid fives without any fellowship training and more than that for fellowship trained docs. So that just goes to show you how important it is to these hospitals that they keep their ORs running. Weirdly, anesthesia reimburses very poorly for Medicare, somewhere in the low 30s, like 31, 32 bucks. But for the facilities, for the hospitals, Anesthesia is part of the OR. You got to keep your ORs running if you're going to be getting paid. It's a huge revenue generator for hospitals. So even though anesthesia from government payers 
reimburses very poorly. It's in many cases subsidized by the hospitals because they need to do the surgeries. It's a non-discretionary expense essentially for hospitals. They need to spend the money on the anesthesia to get the surgeries done. So even when there's large percentages of government payers, hospitals are willing to do that. And they end up subsidizing anesthesia services from other sources of revenue in many times. This is necessary to keep ORs running. Because if you're an anesthesiologist and you do four ASA units, 15 minutes, you know, 128 or $132 for those four units, then you run that through the company P&L. The, the profit from your time is only 50, 60 bucks, probably per hour of anesthesiologist time based on Medicare reimbursement, which is crazy low. So here's the bottom line. Because of the scarcity of anesthesia providers and because of the critical importance of anesthesia services, jobs for new FTEs for anesthesiologists are paying a lot more than they have in the last 12 months and and prior. And locums opportunities are really robust. All, you, all it takes is two minutes at gaswork.com. Go to view, you know, like view all anesthesiologist jobs and then go to that column. It's like the min and the max salary and just sort either of them in descending order and you'll see what I'm talking about. And I have clients who are experiencing some of those locums opportunities. And if you accepted a job or if you've been working a job for more than a year and you're not that happy with it, you're working nine call shifts a month and making something that starts with a three and you feel overworked and underpaid and underappreciated and you got bad relationships with people at your work. Good news, you don't need to stay there because of what's happening with the job market right now. I it's my hope that this conversation this well, <laughs> this monologue is going to empower you to see what you're worth, look around out there and find something that's going to be a better fit where you're going to be happier. Because at the end of the day, the system and the hospitals and the groups, they're not going to look out for you. You've got to look out for you and only you know what's best. So a couple of people that I think are uniquely positioned to be able to benefit from the current swings in employment. The first is if you're an anesthesia trained pain doc and you're trying to start a practice, good news, you can make a lot more money doing a locum's anesthesia shift than you can on day one of your pain clinic. So it makes a lot of sense to work one day a week doing locums work or maybe even like a weekend call shift and you can make you can make a six-figure income working one day a week as an anesthesiologist doing locums while you're also in parallel launching uh, an office-based pain practice. So moonlighting in that way can be really valuable and really help you with the financial aspect of what it takes to launch a business. The second group that I think could really benefit from the current job market is any anesthesiologist who wants to essentially redesign their life around their work schedule and think outside the box. It's no secret that anesthesia is, uh, well, medicine in general is very demanding. Anesthesia, if you're working a full-time schedule, it's not a 40-hour week. It's a 50, 60 plus hour a week, especially if you've got call in there. But you don't need to work that if you don't want to. And if you want to have a life with more balance, you want to have other hobbies, you want to focus on your family or travel or do other things, locums roles provide an opportunity to do a week on, three weeks off, or two weeks on, two weeks off. And by the way, if you're doing that in locums, you're making really like high six figure money in many cases to do two weeks on, two weeks off. And you're working 26 weeks a year. Yeah. And those two weeks on are going to be demanding in some cases, in many cases, but you get two weeks to do whatever you want to. And 
you have a really high dollar per hour assigned to your time. And you also have the benefit of being a business owner and reimbursement of your expenses, et cetera. So if you want to redesign your life, if you're tired of the weekly grind and you're only getting four or six weeks of vacation or seven weeks of vacation, and you want 26 weeks of vacation, and you want to get a raise at the same time, then think about looking at a locums role or even an FTE role where you can do that and do two on, two off or similar. Finally, another group that could benefit from this type of market in making a move is if you're working in a private group right now, especially one of the big anesthesia employers, and your benefits are not that great, and your pay may be competitive, but it may not, you can, through a locums role, build your own benefits. You can, you're going to be 1099, meaning if you do locums, you're paid as an independent contractor. That means you're a small business owner. You've got a business banking account, a business credit card. You've got a solo 401k. You're probably getting healthcare through the exchange or through your spouse. You have tax deductible business expenses. You're maybe expensing mileage. You're getting reimbursed for your lodging. There's a lot more flexibility you have. You're a business owner now. And there's no reason that you should languish in a job where you're underpaid and not feeling great about the composition of your days where you can have a life with more autonomy. Now, granted, you know, there is a wide spectrum of clinical <laughs> scenes in uh, in locums, and you got to make sure you look at what you're getting into and that it's a good fit based on your comfort level. But there are options, and there's never been as many options for you as there are right now. So if you accepted a job, you know, 12 months or longer ago, and you're not happy, look around because you are valuable, you are desirable, <laughs> and people are willing to pay a lot more for you now than they were even a short while ago. So if you want to take baby steps in this direction and explore, first of all, go to gaswork.com to just see the locums market. If you're interested in specific locums contacts, this is something we help our clients with. We have some clients that do locums. If you want help setting up your financial infrastructure and you want to move in this direction, reach out to us, check out uh, apm-wealth.com, or you can email me directly, justin at apm-wealth.com. And I can talk you through the way that we do that and see if it's a good fit for us to work together formally. Or I can, I'm happy to share some of the contacts that I have in the locums world to get you connected to some of these opportunities that I'm describing. In some cases, you don't even need to quit your job. You can read your current employment agreement to see if it allows for this. If it allows for 1099 work and for locums, you can on a week of vacation, do a little bit of work somewhere else or on a long weekend that you have, pick up a call shift somewhere else and start get some of that 1099 income coming in and see if you like it. It's not for everyone, but it definitely is for some people. And the opportunity has never been better. In closing, I want to just throw out a quick reminder to our listeners in the show notes of every single episode. So if you go to apmsuccess.com slash 188, you'll see the show notes for this episode. At the top, there are links for claiming CME credit. We partner with AdaptTrack to enable our clinician listeners to be able to get CME for listening to this podcast. It's free. It's awesome. I have some clients and friends who said, Justin, thank you. I got literally every CME credit requirement from your podcast. That makes me very happy. So if you haven't been doing that, check it out. Really encourage you to. I'm not sure how long we're going to be able to continue to offer this for free, but want to definitely continue to do that as much as we can. That's it. Thanks for tuning in this week and go get another job offer and find out how much you're worth. <laughs> Take care, everybody. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com 
where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.